Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Aria, you just told me right before the show that apparently the Philadelphia Eagles fans are burning down their own city, or at least they were last night after their team. And had you not mentioned it, I wouldn't have known. I'd heard I'd heard sure. the Chiefs had won, but I yeah. couldn't have told you who I, they I were mean, playing I actually against. didn't even hear the Chiefs had won. I didn't know who was playing at all, but I heard or I saw somebody on Twitter say, like, my condolences to anyone who owns property in Philadelphia. And I just took that as, yeah, sucks to own property in Philadelphia, like, all the time. So I didn't, you know, think it, there was something going on. Well, I mean, I watched the Super Bowl because, I mean, we we do that at work. And oh, you guys have TV there? Yeah. Oh, and wow. it's a nice change of pace. Normally we listen to music while we work. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's great. But it helps the time go by a little bit faster to instead watch a game. And the Super Bowl is one of the few times where it's just okay and no one really bats an eye about coming in and... Uh, customers aren't really surprised to come in and see, you know, see the game on. Yeah, so they probably want to see it. Probably, yeah. So I and you know I'm from the South. I grew up watching football, and I I I know a lot more about football and sports in general than I pretend to, and I generally have more <laughs> interest in it than I pretend to. Like, okay. when I'm like, ooh, yay, sports ball. Do you follow the season at all, and no. you know, have a favorite team or anything? Uh. I mean, if I had to choose a team, I could certainly pick one. Like, obviously, there's the regional loyalty. If I had to pick, I would say, yes. I mean, the Tennessee Titans. I would love okay. to see them go to the Super Bowl. They're never going to. Well, they're probably never going to. Yeah. That's and one of, of the newer teams, right? Didn't they come out, like, well, within the last two decades or something? Not really. They were the Houston Oilers oh. before that. So they just sort of they moved. moved to a new I place. But they've existed, I don't know, since I think the 60s, maybe the hmm. 70s. I see. But... uh now, I would root for the Patriots more than anyone else because I'm here in New Hampshire and that's the team everyone works for. I mean, Boston. They'll lynch you if you don't. Well, yeah, probably. But if I <laughs> pointed out to people that, you know, I also root for the Titans, like if the Titans and the Patriots went against one another in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I would root for, and I don't even know if that's possible because they're, I don't know if they're in the same division. But yeah, I don't know either. I don't either. But I would root for the Titans over the Patriots, and I suspect most people would be understanding of that. But. Mm-hmm. It is New Hampshire, and there's two teams here that you can root for. There's the New York Jets, I think, is the I second don't know. one. I don't know if they'll let you. It I depend- think there's there's one thing is just like walking down the street with a Tennessee Titans shirt on, even if they're playing against the New England Patriots right now. And then there's like getting people's faces like, Titans, go Titans. I just don't think anybody beat her up for wearing a Titans no, shirt. No, I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're going to actually get beat up. But no, you know, people not- take their teams real seriously in they a do. lot of places and you could probably lose a friendship be... if you like we're talking trash about it maybe new I england seems it. to be one of those places and not not in my experience but maybe i mean mm-hmm. football well, i'm from the south where i was gonna football say in alabama is, that would happen yes football's a big business in the sure. south in mississippi the patriots are a huge business it's like my great aunt's only personality is liking the roll tide yeah, or that's whatever who she is yep. that's what that's, that's what, how yeah. her nails always are well, a lot of people don't have anything else to, to live their lives for except yeah. the Brennan circuses. So they're all That's about the, the circuses, right? right? But, you know, so so anyway. And last night was the big circus. It was. Yeah. And, you know, it was entertaining as far as football games go. It was actually pretty good. Neither of these teams have any def- defense to speak of. And I'm not going to try to critique them because I'm not a professional football player. I'm not a coach. I'm not good enough to critique these people. I'm not athletic enough to critique these, critique these people. And they made it to the Super Bowl. So... 
they're the best in the United States at what they're capable of doing. So who am I to say, wow, you guys really need some defense? But mm-hmm. it was a very high-scoring game. Okay. And I thought it was going to go into overtime right up until like the last four minutes of it. it and it wasn't because it was a super intense game to watch because I didn't have really a dog in the fight. Between the two, I rooted for the Kansas City Chiefs because they were red. And the other team, that, that shade of green was absolutely disgusting. And <laughs> Okay. That, so the, the Philly team? Yes, the, the Eagles? Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I mean, but when you don't have a dog in the fight, I mean, what are real pe- people really rooting for, right? Yeah, why not? So Eagle fans are marching on Philadelphia City Hall. As they scale lampposts, and this was from yesterday. What do yesterday. they have to do with anything? Uh, who? The City Hall? The City Hall. I don't know. I saw that was my exact thought, too. I was like, look, I, I'm all for not trashing the government. Not literally, but like, you know, talking smack about the government, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sure. I'm, March I'm, on City Hall. I don't care. Well, sure. And I'm all, I mean, don't smash out its windows and stuff like that. But I'm all for, you know, antagonizing yeah, the government and City Hall and all of that, right? Because I mean, you got to do something with your life, right? Okay. But... Over a football game? I, I don't get it. I don't either. So I don't see the connection, at least. No, I can't imagine leaving my house over a football game, let alone <laughs> doing anything else. So they were yelling, F the Chiefs, and facing down <laughs> cops following the narrow 38-35 to 35 loss to Kansas City. Does this have to, something to do with like the fact that they're police chiefs? They just don't like any chief now. <laughs> Isn't it like Indian chiefs, though? Isn't that their actual... I think so. And that's another reason why I like the Kansas City Chiefs uh-huh. or why I was rooting for them last night. Because despite all of the cancel culture stuff and, you know, the removal of... They stuck with their yeah. mascot. Yeah, yeah I like, saw... We're not changing. So Girl Scout cookies are, like, coming out right now, being delivered to people who ordered them. Oh. And I saw that they don't call it Samoas anymore. They call it, like, caramel cookie or something silly Blah. like that. What's wrong with Samoas? Well, Isn't I, that just a place? Yeah, maybe because it's a place and like a There's race and it's just right? like, yeah, you can be Samoan. And I'm just like, why would that be offensive? It has coconut on it and I'm pretty sure they have coconuts there. I recently learned, I mean, on this subject that Aunt Jemima apparently was a real person and mm. was a tremendous success story in the, I think the 19th century. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, she they, was a they fired her. Yeah, she was. Did they fire? Well, I, they got she doesn't rid exist of, anymore. Oh, yeah, but they yeah. got rid of the character. The Aunt Jemima is no longer part of Aunt Jemima, and neither is Uncle Ben part of Uncle Ben's. Because yeah. oh, um, racism or something. And Aunt Jemima was a real figure who was tremendously popular for her time. Right. She was a wonderful publicist, a wonderful entertainer, a performer. Hmm. And I didn't know, you know that she's Maybe. been wiped from history now because of busybodies who have nothing better to do and who yeah. don't want to learn the history that they're speaking out against. Wow, it's like. Just naming her name is offensive now. That makes no sense. How dare you put a successful black woman on her, on a uh, successful product, racism or whatever. I'm not sure how that connects, but that's what they say. I just looked it up, by the way, and it says the coconut is the most useful plant, uh, useful of all plants in Samoa. So there are Mm. coconuts in Samoa. Nothing Mm. racist or rude about calling a cookie a Samoan yeah, I mean, that's just what they're called. And those were always my favorite Me of the too. Girl Scout cookies as well. Those are the best. Well, don't call it an Eskimo bar. What oh. is I don't even know what an Eskimo bar is. It's an ice cream bar. Okay. Mm. Basically. I mean, with like chocolate on the outside or something like that. Um, and Eskimo is now offensive. So mayhem broke out in the city of brotherly love last night <laughs> following the Philadelphia Eagles narrow Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chief. This is mm. from the Daily Mail, by the mm. way. And, I mean, they're not the city of brotherly love right now, certainly. Signs of unrest surfaced almost immediately after the team's 38-35 to defeat Sunday night with disgruntled fans swarming City Hall and clashing with cops, 
that had been stationed throughout the city in case of such an outcome. So these people were like prepared (laughs) for riots over a football game. It's it's completely... I just can't even understand it. No. Police scanner audio after 1030 suggested that police had made multiple arrests as citizens had been scaling lampposts, chanting F the Chiefs, and hurling glass bodies, excuse me, glass bottles through the city's downtown neighborhood. Footage circulating on social media also shows several residents lighting fireworks while others egged on armed SWAT teams tasked with keeping the peace. And it doesn't suggest, say what they mean by egging them on. Does that mean like, because when I think of egging someone uh-huh. on, I mean like encouraging them, right? And, you know, suggesting that they take it up a right. notch or whatever. Whereas it sounds like they were, you know, antagonizing the SWAT mm. team. In one shocking clip, a group of Philadelphians were seen lighting fireworks with some reports indicating the explosives are being thrown at officers. Well, it doesn't. People lighting fireworks is the extent of their shocking clips. That seems pretty lame. I want us to go full China with the fireworks. Yeah, they did some awesome protests lighting off fireworks where they were prohibited uh, across cities in China. You know, this is what it took to get people out conflicting with the police was their team losing. (laughs) I mean, what about the police (laughs) in Philadelphia? Like... What have they been up to recently? I'm sure they're not treating people real nice on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So initial reports said that cops used tear gas to deter any further disruptions, but that turned out to not be the case. So that's good. At least they didn't use tear gas in response to these hooligans over this football game. The loss is compounded by the fact that the city's baseball team, the Phillies, similarly crashed out of the World Series just a few months ago. So I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. Evidently, the Philadelphia Phillies went to the World Series and lost. But I like, had no clue, guys, you got—I don't even know who won. I, I don't either. But it evidently, was it the Phillies? I don't but, even know the difference of the World Series and the Super Bowl. World Series baseball, is baseball, oh, football. Okay. But they, in two, they're two of the biggest sports in the world: yep. baseball and football. And. They have teams that went to the championships in both of these sports. They lost, certainly, but even going to these championships is phenomenal. Like, yeah, you should be happy about that. Yeah, but. that's something that you can, I mean, insofar as you can take any pride in what these other people did that right. aren't related to you and that you didn't you know, contribute to. I guess this really just stems from the whole idea of we, mm-hmm. right? Yes. This idea of our team. We made it to the Super Bowl, which means that when the team loses the Super Bowl, these people who so closely identify with the team, even though they don't do anything except buy a jersey every now and then and maybe go to the game or if they're really wealthy, buy a season pass or something, uh, you know, that's all they got is they just put some money into it at most. But they believe they are the Philadelphia Eagles. And so therefore, when their team loses when we lose they feel the loss they feel as though you know they were on the field as though they botched the the interception or you know whatever it was that that turned the game around uh that it was them they did it i don't know why it's so easy for humans to get in that space because i did it a second ago and then i thought about it but i didn't say anything out loud when i said i want us to go as crazy with the fireworks as china i said us talking about the philadelphia people like, oh, I didn't know I that's what you meant. Them. I just thought you meant people in general. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm no. not going to go out there and shoot fireworks off at a cop car or whatever. <laughs> 
there's something happening, and we've been covering some of the news of this, the ongoing crackdown against cryptocurrency. Of course, Arya, you and I are caught up in it on a personal level. They went after us as well as some of our other friends in a raid, which it's almost been two years as of next month. Uh, will have been two years since our homes were raided in a pre-dawn raid uh, where we were held at gunpoint and threatened and ultimately handcuffed and taken to jail and charged with a bunch of victimless uh, so-called crimes. And I'm awaiting sentencing. You're now awaiting even longer uh, on sentencing. As yeah, well, it's, on it's not good for my It's stressful. Man. It's not. It's. Yeah. You can't get anything done. You know, like, you can't. Your life is in this holding pattern, yeah. right? Wait, wait, you don't know what's going to happen, and uh, like I could start some new project, but right. then I could go to prison in, in two months. Right. So why and the the toll it's it's taking on me? It's it's unbelievable, and yeah. I, I I was wholly against it getting pushed back. You know, it was supposed to be January the twenty sixth. I didn't it was want supposed to be pushed December, back. wasn't it? Originally? Yeah, first it was supposed to be. It oh. didn't get pushed back. The first thirty days was yeah. understandable. I don't. I don't remember what that reason was. But right. there, there was a good reason for that one. I was fine with it. It got pushed back to January the twenty sixth, and that was that was the real date that stuck in my mind. And mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to push back from that. But my attorney yeah, made a case. He 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 argued for it, and I was like, all right, fine, let's push it back. Mm-hmm. And then it got pushed back again. And then it's gotten pushed back again. Now we're yep. looking at April the 25th, right. if I remember right. And you're still under bail conditions the right. whole time. And I was, you know, I've finally started seeing a therapist because this is literally killing me. Ha- mm-hmm. Having this sort of Damocles just constantly hanging on my head and always being pushed back. It's like a light at the end of the tunnel. And every time you're mm-hmm. you're almost there, you're almost at it. I don't know if anything good's going to happen yeah, at the sentencing. But at least it, it would have happened. It could be horrible, right? Yeah. But every time I'm almost there to where like I can reach out and grab it, it's pushed back another six damn yeah. weeks over and over and it's, it's driving me crazy. So anyway, I finally started seeing a therapist, and uh, she said we were talking about this. And you know, I don't like doing drugs as as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, you made it this far." And I, we decided that I had made it this far with this hanging over me. I didn't need drugs. You know, another five weeks is not a big deal. But as soon as I got this, I had a nervous breakdown. I was Damn. calling. I was like, "Look, it, no, yeah." Five more weeks, sure, could have made it. But now we're looking at you know, another thirteen weeks or whatever. So I'm, I'm uh. Uh-uh. I can't do it. I, I can't sleep. I can't eat. It's driving me crazy. It's going to kill me. Mm. So anyway. Yeah, that's what people over. are dealing with. Uh, and, and we're dealing with the criminal side of this where they've been going after people like us for selling Bitcoin without asking government permission. That's what it all boils down to. There's a bunch of various charges, but none of them involve any actual victims. And they've also uh, – so that's like the FBI, the so-called Justice Department. That's sort of their wing of it is go after peer-to-peer sellers. That's what that's what they're doing. On the other hand, you've got the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. It's been going after companies and developers and you know the, the creators of uh, the Bitcoin the cryptocurrency world. They've targeted our friends over at Library. We had Jeremy Kaufman on the show, I believe it was last week, uh, to talk about their situation where we learned something I didn't know about the Library case, which, by the way, Library lost – to the SEC. The SEC determined, or the judge in the case in the federal court determined that libraries' tokens are quote-unquote securities. And the thing that Jeremy revealed that I didn't even realize was that they weren't so much getting them for being a security because libraries said, oh, number could go up if you buy this. Invest now and you know we might make this thing more expensive right. you know, in the future. You could gain from this. No, it was just simply the fact that they had some of them. It was the fact that Library had a store of its own token, 
and not even the fact that they were selling them, apparently giving them away counts as a sale. Yeah, I asked him, I was like, how could it possibly be that you're just holding them? How could that possibly mean anything? It, It meant that the SEC just asserted that that meant they had the motivation they were holding on to it because it will go up so they just assumed their motivation for holding it and i said okay why isn't that just overwritten by the fact that you guys literally gave it away and he said oh because giving away lbc counts as a sale so the big news last week was that kraken was being targeted uh by the sec for allowing their customers to do staking through them. And we got into some detail about what that was, but it's basically another way of validating transactions on a network. It's the alternative to proof of work. It's called proof of stake. And so they were allowing their customers to just say, oh, okay, I've got these stakeable coins on Kraken. Stake these. I'll I'll let you guys stake them for me. And then you earn uh, an APY or an APR or whatever. You earn a return on that on an annual or and quarterly Kraken's or whatever basis. And not allowed to do that for people? No, they're not. They have been told by the SEC that you either do what we say, which is pay us $30 million and stop your staking program for United States customers, or we're going to court. And the comments from Jesse Powell on Twitter were basically what we were looking at in court would have cost way more than $30 million. But that's the way the game is played, right? And so he paid. Who is oh, who's the SEC protecting by... Getting $30 million. The government. No one. They, they, they just want to discourage other people from having an on-ramp into cryptocurrency that isn't controlled by the government and, now, or a major corporation. To Coinbase's credit, they are saying they're going to fight this. Um, they're they're going to, if if and when the SEC comes after them. Kraken? Like, no, Coinbase. Okay. Uh, Kraken paid. It's over. They're oh, Coinbase down. is also facing the same thing. They have a similar program. Okay. They have staking. You know, for customers that don't want to do it themselves and the average person doesn't know how to stake, they'd have to download full node software and they'd have to jump through some hoops and leave their computer on 24-7. And it's, it's, you know, it's not hard to do, but it is a process. Yes, but then you control it. You do. It's your coins and you're basically running a crypto miner that isn't killing your graphics card. That's true. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know how people are. If somebody yeah. else can offer the service and it's like, oh, hands off, I'll let you handle my... But yeah, not your keys, not your coins. They could get hacked and there could be all kinds of problems. But regardless, it's a it's a, it's a feature they should be able to have. And sure. It has nothing to do with securities or whatever, but the SEC says it's a security. And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sue us? Because are we going to... No, they were going to sue them. Are you going uh, to let us take you to court? Or are you going to pay us $30 million and then we won't take you to court? You could just shut down the program. So Kraken said, all right, we'll, we'll pay the $30 million. We'll shut down the program. That's blatant extortion. That's, that's what it is. That's blatantly going, Well, they hey, saw look, what happened to library. Pay me $30 million or I'm going to break your kneecaps right. and close down your business. Yeah, because that's what I'm pretty sure he was worried about would happen if they actually went to court, is that Kraken would then go out of business entirely. Well, it happened to library. Yeah, that's right. So they've, seen what, they've seen what happened with library. and they're like, They didn't even give library that choice at all. They weren't like, no, pay us this or we'll them. take you to court. It was all about destroying that's them. That's right. They had to set that precedent first. Well, because so library, now they can go to Kraken and be like, hey, you saw what happened to library. That's true. And also, library is more of a threat than Kraken is because library is what backs the alternative to YouTube. And so if indeed the SEC is protecting the powers that be in the case of big tech, then by taking out library... They feel as though they're striking a blow. And remember, they are also trying to target Odyssey. We have not yet seen whether that is or is not going to happen. But they're still trying to take down Odyssey at the same time as taking down Library. And Odyssey is the platform on which 
uh, they've built this great alternative to YouTube. Of course, we're streaming there right now at video.freetalklive.com. I'm seriously going to be so pissed about that because just like it's I actually use it all the time. Yeah. I technically have a library on like downloaded on my computer, mm-hmm. but I don't really use my computer. I use my phone all the time. And there's so many instances where I'm like, oh, I want to see this uh, researcher give a speech. And it's like, this isn't on YouTube, but it's on Odyssey or some documentary. I'm using Odyssey like every single day recently. Also, you can put videos in the background. You can't do that with YouTube, with YouTube unless you yeah. pay with it. And and also you get ads. I mean, I haven't been seeing ads on Odyssey. I know you said there are, Odyssey but... has ads on the screen below the video. Paxos is now facing an SEC lawsuit over Binance USD. According to the Wall Street Journal, Binance USD is being alleged to be an unregistered security. Hold on, this is Bi- Binance. Hold on. Binance USD is the the dollar tether created by Binance, right? In tandem with Paxos. So uh-huh. Paxos for listeners that don't know Paxos is one of the myriad of cryptocurrency exchanges out there. They used to be called ItBit back in it- the day. They changed their name to Paxos and they are uh, they're kind of like a low-level crypto exchange. They're not particularly busy. They don't have a large volume. Maybe But I hate them. Well, they t- they testified against me in my uh, my criminal trial, so yeah. you know, whatever. Did they? Yeah, they had a girl from Paxos there. And uh, so they, you know, they exchange uh, dollars for Bitcoin, right? And dollars also for stable coins. They have their stable coin, which is called PaxUSD. And then they also have BinanceUSD, BUSD. And BinanceUSD is the number three stable coin on the planet right now. Now, Because Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, So, you know, the, the comparison between... Binance and Paxos is like a, an ocean of difference. Binance is huge. Paxos might have like, you know, a few million dollars a day in uh, transactions, right? So they're nowhere near as large. But what they are based in is New York City, and they have all the government permission slips and everything, wow. right? Like they're in New York. They had to do the New York uh, bit license in order to keep operating there. When the New York came out with the bit license in 2015, that's the, by the way, like the only state or one of two states that has a special, you got to get our license to operate in the cryptocurrency field. And Paxos is based there. So, you know, they've got all the paperwork they have. They think that they are as compliant as they can possibly be. Yeah, we're going to testify against Ian Freeman in the Crypto 6 trial and they're just going to like us now. Yeah, well, now they've been targeted by the SEC. And the the insane part of this is they're saying that this this uh, stablecoin yeah. is a security. Yeah, it's designed not to go up in value. <laughs> yeah, right. It's designed to be stable. Is Paxos holding some? I suspect they are because they, I think they are have the to issuer. Be. They're yeah. the issuer. It's, so it's their responsibility to hold it. So for listeners that don't know, can you describe what a stablecoin is? A stablecoin is a cryptocurrency or a digital asset that is designed not to have its value change. It's designed to always stay at a specific value relative to USD or some other cryptocurrency. It's pegged or to some, something. Yes. Could be an ounce of gold. And Binance USD is tied to the U.S. dollar. So one BUSD, one Binance coin or whatever, is always worth $1. If or it goes, like point nine 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 nine. you know, yes. sometimes it'll shift or like 1.001, like it might shift by like a fraction of a fraction of a penny. And but the entire utility of these things is that their value doesn't change. Right. That's why people want them. Right. That's why they're useful on cryptocurrency exchanges like Binance. Right now, the Binance uh, USD is currently number seven 
on the overall cryptocurrency by listed by market cap. So there's there's only two other uh, crypto stablecoins that are higher up than the Binance token, and that is Tether, which is the number three crypt, uh, crypto in the world, and then USDC or USD coin, which is issued by Coinbase. And then Binance USD? Number five. So yeah, Binance is number seven, but oh. it's number three as far as Tether, stable, coins, stable coins yeah. uh, are concerned. So that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a very, very popular coin that the irony, of course, some of the irony of this is, is that if they are successful at taking down Paxos, that will possibly tank Binance USD. So if it's worth a dollar now, it may not actually be worth a dollar once they just completely uh, decimate the value of Paxos. I'm going to go against my own cryptocurrency interest and say, I hope that they take down Paxos. And then I will write a letter to that lady. The lady that testified in my trial, you mean? Yeah. The New Hampshire people that are supposedly liberty-oriented want to pass this bill right now that will give the New Hampshire government the ability to approve or disapprove people for being able to start a business. Like, oh yeah, anyone can own a business selling marijuana. It just has to be approved by the government. That's fine. Well, it's not fine. We know it's not fine. But unfortunately, we're not in a place where most people understand that You shouldn't have to ask permission to go into business. So nothing should be passed, especially if the libertarians don't understand that. Yeah, I don't think that bill should pass either. it's the lowest tax in the nation. You're referring to the cannabis uh, regulation bill that they're talking about this year, and uh, it is not my favorite bill. It's better than the one they had last year, but that's still not saying a whole lot. There are other bills out there that would be better, but unfortunately they don't have the political uh, strength. Anything that gets passed that's this bad is never going to ever be rolled back. We're never going to end up, oh, well, we finally got rid of that tax. It was the lowest tax in the nation. Now we don't have it. That's never going to happen. That's, this is the concession, and it will only get stronger. Uh, remind me, you're talking about the legalization bill that would allow the legalization of marijuana, and it would tax it as though it were a prepared food, rooms. right? Yeah. right. Yeah. So at 8.5%. Mm-hmm. It's just a squirrely way for them to be able to say it doesn't add any new tax because for some reason it gets put in the category of meals and room tax. No, it does. And it, what it does is it, it ends up being terrifying. It, it expands what qualifies as a room and meal to mm-hmm. something that is definitively neither a room nor a meal. Yeah. It's a, and a it, sales tax. And it sets a terrifying precedent of, mm-hmm. oh, well, next, you know, Bottled water is going to count as a prepared meal, yeah, and it's cigarettes are a prepared to, meal. It's a shame that we have to actually cheer on the Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, because he's likely going to veto this uh, if it ends up passing. Because you know, he doesn't support legalization yet, right. or at least in its current form. It's better off the way we have it now, just decriminalized. Yeah. I don't want to go too far off into uh, into decrim or legalization of cannabis. I want to focus on uh, cryptocurrency here because uh, we're talking about how Paxos, which is one of these cryptocurrency exchanges that is sort of known for being a stablecoin issuer, one of the largest stablecoins on the planet right now, Binance USD. It's the number three stablecoin with, I believe, over $16 billion in circulation, or at least $16 billion that has been issued. And uh, let me just double check on that here. That's insane. Yeah, about that. So, fifteen point seven billion dollars. And in the last, so 20- Tether's the number one. Tether, uh, I'm yeah. assuming. What is number two then? USDC, which is the oh. one issued by Circle and Coinbase. That one's uh, Tether's got about sixty-eight billion. USDC about forty-one billion, and then Binance USD at about sixteen billion. So this is number three, and the number four one is quite a ways down. I don't even know what that is. 
oh, die, which is uh, $5 billion. So, so they're going is, after Coinbase as well, you said? So. You know they're gonna. I mean, they okay. just went after Kraken for doing staking. Coinbase is doing staking. So Coinbase is saying they're going to fight this, which means Coinbase may end up fighting on two fronts. They may end up fighting their uh, with the SEC over staking and fighting with the SEC over their stable coin. You remember when these see what Armstrong, I think is his name. Yeah, the, Brian Armstrong. Yeah, remember when they were at these crypto conventions and they were bragging about working with the government, outlining all their plans about how they were going to work with they the sure government, were. they were going to do this and they were going to do that. How's I that working it. out for you guys? I witnessed them bragging and planning to create a white hat group, which would be a group of companies that would essentially, you know, work with the government to uh, essentially blackball certain Bitcoin yeah. addresses. Like, if they oh. found that your Bitcoin had passed through the Silk Road at some point, even if it wasn't you, because Bitcoin's on a blockchain, it can go anywhere, right? Like, different people end up with different Bitcoins over time. So if somebody else had bought drugs on the Silk Road, and then somehow they'd, you know, bought something from someone else, and that someone else bought something from you or whatever, right? Like, you didn't know that it had gone through the, yep. the, the Silk Road. You had no idea. But they can do the blockchain analysis on it and say, oh... This passed through the Silk Road, so therefore it's bad Bitcoin, I mean, it's and therefore you're not allowed to use it. In other breaking news here, and this apparently came out a little bit earlier today, uh, so the news previously that we were just sharing about Paxos being targeted by the SEC came out yesterday. So today's breaking news in this case is that now Paxos has been reportedly ordered to stop issuing new Binance USD. And this wasn't by the SEC it was by the New York Department of Financial Services. Remember how I told you Paxos is based in New York. That means they got the Binance or not sorry, the Binance, the uh they got the bit license in twenty fifteen. We covered the bit license that came out from New York. It was the first state, and it's still to this day, I think, one of maybe only two states that has something like this. Essentially it's a hundred thousand dollars to apply. Well Good Lord. What a, Last the, I heard, it might have gone up. That's the but. most blatant example of, look, we just want to keep, we want to control who is allowed right. to to open a business and who isn't. Yeah, $100,000 just to apply? Yep. Coinbase did it. I, only a handful of firms have actually done it, from what I understand, or at least the last that I heard. Well, why bother? Just don't do business in this uh, right. aggressive, tyrannical state. That's what most people did. Shapeshift pulled out. They said, all right, well, if you're in New York, sorry, we're going to block you. You're, we're blocking all New York IP addresses. So actually, if you live in like Vermont and you're near to the border and there's a chance that you like sometimes IP addresses from companies get issued based on a, you yeah. know, Albany might be servicing Western Vermont. And so therefore, Vermont users probably get blocked like they're in New York. Like, well, sorry, you got to break a few eggs to block New York, apparently. Mm. But, Use a VPN. Yeah, please. Uh, The New York regulator has apparently told Paxos they must stop issuing new Binance USD. They come shortly after the Securities and Exchange Commission issued a Wells notice to Paxos, as we just told you about. And isn't that Uh, curious that the state of New York didn't have an issue with this dollar tether until the SEC brought it up? Yep, they obviously got... Um, They're working together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paxos will continue to manage redemptions of the product, meaning that if you have Binance USD and you want to redeem that for actual dollars, well, they're still going to be required to do that, but they won't be able to do the reverse. You won't be able to deposit dollars with Paxos and receive Binance USD uh, in return for them. The department is monitoring Paxos closely to verify the company can facilitate redemptions in an orderly fashion subject to enhanced risk-based compliance protocols. In a statement, that means know your customer. 
In a statement published on the New York Department of Financial Services website, the regulator confirmed, quote, DFS has ordered Paxos to cease minting Paxos-issued BUSD as a result of several unresolved issues related to Paxos's oversight of its relationship with Binance in regards to Paxos-issued BUSD. So are they going to also be prohibited from issuing their own Pax dollars? Because Paxos has two stablecoins they issue. One's called BUSD and one's called Pax. What's the difference? They also have Pax Gold. That's true. They also have ounces of gold, supposedly, that back Pax Gold. So are they also going to be prohibited from doing that? They're trying to, to eliminate as many possible on-ramps, and then we're going to get into that Right, because up they here. want to control the only ones that exist. Yeah, and they don't want there to be there that many of them. And so Paxos is one of the smaller ones, and it looks like they're trying to stamp them out at this point. But the lawyer that they, they spoke to said that while stablecoins are supposed to be stable, buyers may possibly profit from a range of arbitrage, hedging, and staking opportunities. That's, that's the best they got here as to why it might be considered a security. But you can't stake. Not that I've ever seen. I mean, you, you can do that thing where you like you loan them and yep. you get interest on that, but that's not staking, that's loaning. Oh, they're trying to stop that too. That's why they've gone after uh, BlockFi, which subsequently went out of business or went bankrupt or whatever. They already are threatening uh, earn programs on various different platforms and such, so... This is why DeFi is such a big deal. It's basically the same thing, but decentralized, right? Decentralized finance? Correct. It allows these cryptocurrency loans to exist. For those who don't know, there's a huge demand for cryptocurrencies out there. And for whatever reason, you could loan this organization your cryptocurrency and they will sell it to people and you know then you'll get it's the same way a bank account works where you deposit your money into a bank account and you earn interest on the money you deposit however in the case of bank accounts you earn negligible amounts of interest i had an account with capital one a checking account with capital one for like three years that was literally unused they froze the account they were closing it and it just sat there earning interest and this was a savings account so it had higher percentage of interest earned than normal and over that like two and a half year period i earned maybe like four cents of interest sounds about right it's a laughable negligible amount of interest but with these cryptocurrency programs you can gain 10 15 up to 20 percent of interest in theory on your cryptocurrency loans well, unfortunately, not so much these days. I mean, there, of FTX. there was a time when that might have been true. But what we've seen in the last year has been the failures, not so much because of the government, but just simply because of poor business practices. I don't know. I think the government was involved in FTX. I don't care if there's any evidence. Well, I think you're right. Certainly, he gave a lot of money to the, the government. I mean, that's certainly true. And what to what other extent, we don't yet know. Man, but I think he was a government stooge through and through. Right. Good, that's a good theory. Um, but, uh, but prior to FTX, Celsius, which was one of the major crypto loan central finance places, they went belly up. They went bankrupt over the summer of 2022. And then FTX happened, and BlockFi was tied to FTX. BlockFi went down, and then there's some other related uh, companies like Gemini and others that are that were doing similar things that, that they've now stopped. So in related news, within a, the last hour this came out, also at Cointelegraph, Paxos has now spoken out in this case, and they category dis- categorically disagree with the SEC that BUSD is a security. They said they will engage with the regulator on the matter and is prepared to, quote, viciously litigate, or rather vigorously litigate, if necessary. Well, let's go to the phones here and talk to Joe in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. 
Yeah, hi, Aria. Hi, Bonnie Parker. Hi, Ian. Hey. Welcome. What's oh, on your mind? about those Philly fans. Yeah. Philly fans? Uh, Philly fans. Oh. Philadelphia Eagles. So, or the uh, Eagles, fans, apparently. Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and Philadelphia Union. How close are you to uh, Philadelphia? Soccer. Yeah. Uh, He's in Maryland, so pretty the close. the best fans in the world, which what? I am one of them. They're the best fans, you said? Best fans in the world. Why would they be considered the best fans when they're destroying their own city? That seems like they might be some of the dumbest fans. They're they're throwing some firecrackers around. They're they're climbing grease lampposts and stuff like that. You get to hear the you get to hear like that. That's nothing. That's you're saying it didn't get worse than that. They're they're okay. Listen. When Denver won the Super Bowl, they set the cars on fires and everything. Hmm. When Detroit won, the Pistons won in basketball, they set the town on fire. When Chicago won, they set the town on fire. Philadelphia has a bad rap because in the early 60s, they threw snowballs at a guy dressed like Santa. Now, he was a 19-year-old kid. He was drunk. He uh, didn't have any pillows in the suit or anything like that. He was real skinny and stuff. He didn't even portray a decent Santa, and he didn't want to go out. But uh, Jerry, Jerry Waller, who was the uh, owner of the Eagles back then, pressured him to go out and stuff like that. So that's why you get a bad rap for the Philly fans. It's now, the first time I've heard about that. Above. And I didn't even realize yeah, you were talking about, like, this kid did this at a game of some mm, sort, yeah. right? That wasn't clear at all. So this kid... Uh, as part of the sports celebration or halftime show or whatever was going on, put on a Santa costume and people threw snowballs at right, him. Right. Did he this die? Was back in like 60. Yeah. From this snowballs? Is, no. This is a, oh, this, well, no, I don't know. Somebody could get a piece of ice in there and that gets pretty dangerous. And if they're getting no, no, stoned no, no, with no. ice from like the whole stadium. Philly, Philly fans aren't malicious like that. They That's don't try to hurt anybody. Well, they like, assaulted this well, guy. Okay, here it was. It was like 1963 or 1964. They still assaulted him. He, he, he was okay. Well, it was throwing snowballs. They didn't try to, you know, beat him in the head and beat the heck out of him. They were doing body shots, if I remember. I was a kid back then. I mean, that's but, still assault. Like said, they but... burned down the other towns. In Chavez Ravine, that's the home t- home uh, stadium, Los Angeles Dodgers. They beat a New York Giants fan to death. Hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you how good the Philly fans are. Kenny, who has a group and calls up the sports stations, he's like one leaves of the Dirty 30. They found out he his kidneys were failing. He could totally, on the morning show, go out and uh, put the word out he needed a kidney. Within like uh, two, three weeks later, a Philly fan, Donated him a kidney so that he would live. And they, they, the, the Philly fans. If you're, you know, listening to sports stations and stuff like that, you say, "Well, I, I really have this problem, that problem." Philly fans will step up and say, "Hey, look, I'll fix your car. I'll take you to work until uh, you get your car fixed." Things like well, that. I suspect you're going to find good people in any given fandom all around the country, but I, I definitely understand that you've had good experiences with them. And I if, will say this: I am looking at some of the the footage. I had not seen any of this until your right. you mentioned the story earlier tonight, Aria. It was described as a riot, and yeah. I got to say, I it seems like uh, Joe is onto something here. 
I don't remember the chalk wars. That was ah. Uh... What what was twenty fourteen? Exactly? I think it was around the same time frame. It was the summer of twenty fourteen, maybe the summer of twenty fifteen. Yeah, but what what was it? It was people chalking at Central Square. They were chalking messages, you know, peace messages. And then some anti free staters were going there, spending time out of their day with like buckets and mops, washing That's it away. Right. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's it was so wild. it's so funny. It's there was one guy who used to live up the street here from the studio. We used to call him Boston Strong. Because he had, a, like, the first time we ever encountered him, he had a, one of those Boston Strong shirts on, so he kind of got that name. I don't know what Boston Strong is. It's just, like, a stupid thing people say about lots of stuff. Like, say there was some kind of event event that happened in Keene, and everybody was like, we need to stick together. We're Keene Strong. Okay. It's, it has a history, though. It started after the Boston Marathon bombing. Hmm. That yeah, was th- when see, that's what I'm saying. Somebody created Boston Strong. Like, we're Boston, you know? Like, we're strong. Like, we're not just strong. We're yeah, Boston Strong. Kind of right? yeah, 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 exactly. Like, so somebody made some shirts. This guy bought one. And so... It's uh, like that South Park joke. We're not just positive. We're HIV positive. <laughs> he, he became obsessed. So, like, the, the first time that they came out to delete the chalkings in Central Square, there was a group of them. But it became just him, where he would come out every <laughs> single day... Every day of his life, he would go. He was a plumber. He would, you know, he leaves early because he's a plumber and he's got yeah. a. He worked down in Massachusetts. Actually, originally was from Boston or somewhere in Massachusetts. And I believe he's since moved back there. But so uh, he was like waking up. He was getting up at his normal time to go to work, okay. right? And so on his way to work, he would stop by Central Square, which is, you know, two minutes from his house. It's right, right up the street here. Uh, stop by Central Square. He'd do a quick check. To make sure that there weren't any chalkings that came, you know, out like right. hearts and love, <laughs> right? Smiley faces, yeah, all kinds of. And this actually, is so insane. Like he's then going he'd come back. It's all because he hates Christopher Campbell. Mm, I don't know if Chris Campbell had anything to do with that. I think they just. I hate think free he staters. just hated free staters because he yeah, hated hate... Christopher Campbell because he used to get in fights with Christopher Campbell. I've never heard of anything about that. You told me that they were screaming at each other in the streets. Don't recall that. No, I don't think. Uh, I do recall some incident with Christopher Cantwell having his firearm while getting into a shouting match with someone. But I yeah. don't know if that was a. I think Chris that drew but, a gun on a couple that was in the streets. Um, they were fighting at 4 a.m. and uh, drunk and dangerous. And the woman was about to be attacked, Chris believed, by the man. And he drew his gun and stopped a potential attack from happening. Well, for whatever reason, um, I always thought that Boston Strong hated Chris Cantwell. And I, I thought mean, you may. told me that. He may hate okay. Chris Cantwell, but I have no evidence for that. Um, he had fight. He had. He would scream basically anyone who was a free stater. I mean, if, if he would say anything, he would be incoherent. And, and loud but and it, so anyway then he would come back after work so whatever time he was coming back from work maybe around 5 p.m or something like that he would then stop at the central square and check and make sure no chalkings were done during the daytime hours and if they were then he had his mop or broom or whatever and bucket of water and he did would, anyone uh, be like hey dude you're crazy he is crazy there's He's a video crazy. there's a few videos there's a series of videos but called that, War there's on this Chalk. amazing video with garrity and and he was chasing him around with the camera. He's like, hey, man, wh- why does like peace signs make you so angry? And he wasn't saying anything back to Garrett. And he was just like furiously scrubbing. And if Garrett sat on one, he would ignore it for a while. But if Garrett like finally got up to protect a different chalking, he'd run to that one. It's so funny. It's pretty hilarious stuff. That's yeah. insane. Like that's yeah. that's certified, man. Yeah. By the way, Nexo, which was one of the major centralized finance competitors to Celsius, has also announced that they will be stopping any kind of what they call earn program, So, uh, which was the only reason why anyone would use Nexo 
because they were one of those companies where you like you described last hour aria they would loan people's bitcoin out and then you'd get a return on uh, you know that might have been five percent or something like that but it's something now of course the bad side of it is you're giving your bitcoin over to a third party who could fail so i mean it's probably not a good plan to do it but now the u.s customers cannot do that anymore with nexo nexo just said and i think they were they were threatened which is why they did this but they they came out with a a press release saying sorry u.s customers uh you can you can still now this was i think last week yeah you can still exchange on our platform but uh, you can't earn anything anymore. So it's like, well, why would anyone use their, their service? And so there's just been so many different attacks. We kind of recapped that earlier. But I wanted to get into the other side of this. So, yeah, they've been threatening the cryptocurrency exchanges and the cryptocurrency developers and the individuals, as they've done with our case, Aria, the Crypto 6. You can learn more about that at thecrypto6.com, where and we're this- facing prison. And this is why decentralized autonomous organizations are the way of the future. If you have a head to cut off... The government has shown time and time again that they will cut that head off. And you can be the Hydra if you'd like. That, that's certainly one approach, right? Uh, this worked fairly well for the Pirate Bay and some other organizations in the past where if you cut one head off, a, you know, a dozen more sprout in its place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's a, an approach. But now there's this technology or this this concept called the Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And to me, that seems like the way to go. Don't even yeah. give them a target. That's the direction Shapeshift has gone, which is one of the first cryptocurrency online exchanges where you didn't used to need an account. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, or several years ago, then they did require accounts for Shapeshift. We think they were threatened by the federal government in order to do that. They required an account and an ID, didn't they? And know your customer procedures, which they had never done before. And and so then uh, two years ago, Shapeshift announced that they were going to, they were sick of dealing with all this government crap. And they were just going to decentralize the company. So they've been—they are the first corporation, I believe, to decorporatize, to eliminate the board of directors, to eliminate the CEO, to eliminate the entire corporate structure, and go into a decentralized autonomous organization mode. Which I agree with you, Arya, is probably a good plan for any companies that are still in existence that want to avoid this attack that is coming. This attack is coming. But it's, it's not just coming; it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's just because you're lucky. That's all. Uh, if it hasn't happened to your company. Now, uh, the, but the thing I wanted to point out here is it is not just happening to the crypto industry. It's also happening on the banking side. And so that's where this Operation Choke Point 2.0 comes in. This is an article from piratewires.com, and I believe this is a substack. Uh, Nick Carter is the writer here. And he says, when it began as a, what began as a trickle is now a flood. The U.S. government is using the banking sector to organize a sophisticated, widespread crackdown against the crypto industry. Well, and, this was always going to happen. The two industries are at odds. They, yeah, they don't have to be. I mean, they kind of do. I, I would suggest the cryptocurrency industry exists to put the banking industry out of business, to well, replace it with I mean, a fair, free not free market, but a fairer approach. I get what you're saying, and certainly you could argue that that was the intention of, of Satoshi Nakamoto, was to undermine uh, the, the banking structures. But I, I would suggest that uh, Satoshi was more concerned with the big banks and the central banks than the whole concept of banking. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong, I don't believe, with the idea of handing over a valuable to somebody who can do a better job at protecting it for you. Like, that's kind of the idea behind banking. Now, it's become corrupted in that it's a completely federally and state-regulated 
uh, business. And protected, and they get to do all these things that they didn't get to do when they first opened. Yeah, there's no doubt. They, they've got a special status. They can print money from thin air. I'm no fan of the banking uh, cartel. On January 3rd, the Fed, the FDIC, and the OCC, which OCC is the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, and that's a bank regu- another bank regulator, released a joint statement on the risks to banks engaging with crypto, not explicitly banning banks' ability to hold crypto or deal with crypto clients, but strongly discouraging them from doing so on a, quote, safety and soundness basis we talked about that that's what i was going to suggest in regard to silvergate and the reason why i think why this elizabeth warren letters is coincidental right this is after the ftx collapse and the alameda research collapse where silverbank was like we probably just lost a lot of money with these guys Mm. these guys were ripping off all of these other customers Mm -hmm. it's dangerous and we have a lot of these other firms that seem like they could be just as bad as ftx so 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 we'll just get rid of them let's get rid of them could have been coincidental but still it's I think not I had, good. It's no, not good for uh, for the industry. I think I had more to do with FTX than I did Elizabeth Warren. On January 9th, Metropolitan Commercial Bank, one of the few banks that serve crypto clients. I've seen that bank name on like one of the backs of one of my crypto debit cards over the years. It? Metropolitan Commercial Bank. Never heard of uh, it. They're based in New York. Okay. Announced a total shutdown of its crypto asset related vertical, whatever that means. How are they even doing that? I mean, like, they probably have crazy laws about crypto even How are they with, doing for what? the bank how are they offering any crypto services as a bank i mean maybe they had they agreements paid the hundred thousand dollars or whatever uh they had agreements like i don't know if it's uphold or whoever it is but if you were to, to look I meant, on the uh, back sorry of the i meant card, from new york they paid the new york regulators hmm. um so anyway they closed they're closing down all of their crypto asset related acts um activities so this means those any of that Banks, crypto debit cards no longer will function. Is that I, I right? I presume that's what that means. I don't know exactly right. what it means, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, January 9th, Silvergate stock fell to a low of $11.55 on bank run and insolvency fears, having traded as high as $160 in March of 2022. So in less than a year, their stock is less than a tenth of what it was. On January 21st, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange, announced that due to the policy at Signature Bank, a different bank that's somewhat crypto-friendly, they will only be processing user fiat transactions worth more than $100,000, which means they're basically cutting out all small buyers who want to transfer dollars yeah, to Binance. Yeah, tell me about it, man. The average person does not have $100,000 they can just drop on Bitcoin. On January 27th, the Federal Reserve denied, and we covered this story, Crypto Bank Custodia's two-year application, where it was sitting for two years, waiting for an, an answer, to become a member of the Federal Reserve System, citing safety and soundness risks, risks again. What was this? Custodia. It's a, a crypto-formed bank made by people who are in the crypto industry who wanted to create their own bank, because that's what the solution was supposed right. to be, right? Like, you can't find a bank? Make your own bank! So they did. In fact, they went to Wyoming, which had passed a series of uh, of statutes within the last several years to allow for a special type of bank called a special depository institution, I believe. Uh, and so, like, this system was created in Wyoming specifically to welcome cryptocurrency businesses. That's why Kraken opened its own bank. They opened up a division in uh wyoming to create the kraken commercial bank or whatever the hell it's called custodia was the other one right. so it was kraken and custodia that did it first well in theory they shouldn't need the bank right the goal of coinbase and these other cryptocurrency exchanges it should be to eliminate the banks as no longer being necessary because what well, do that's you great need- but how are you going to get the dollars in 
Well, I mean, that's exactly we we're, we want to phase out the dollars, right? But how do you do that if you can't t- turn dollars into crypto? Right. This is the issue with the on ramps again. Sarah in New Mexico, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Oh yes, I just um, it was announced that they had 900 uh, citations um, related to the license being messed with here in Albuquerque. Sir, I was really hoping you were going to like come in with an awesome call to follow up the two <laughs> terrible ones that we just had, and this is what too. you got. Yeah, the three terrible. No, ones. No, but that is there. that is awesome because the what, we only require one license either in the front or the back. A lot of them they don't even have none. I mean, or, or tampered with, uh, or um, everybody runs around any way they want here. Uh, and it's mostly the the ones that are, got the five thousand warrants. That it's it's those guys that have the tampered license plate. Dang. If I had so five thousand warrants, I probably wouldn't be driving around without a license plate. Surefire way to get pulled over. But New Mexico is another I like kind of. It's a whole other world. I just can't wrap my mind around the stupid that I've witnessed there. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. It, 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 believe me. Uh, no. The. Believe it. You know what I mean? No, oh, I we understand. believe it. <laughs> oh, we hear from you every night. We believe it. Sarah no, won't call anyone else, that. though. She told me the other well, day that she only calls Free Talk Live. Really? She refuses to call anyone else. She's too busy, she says. We asked. She had a, we had a guy inviting her to call uh, K-Tox, I think it was, or something like that. And she absolutely refused to uh, to call and spread her message of traffic safety. Is it because they'll ban her? No. No, I don't think so. It's just she says she's just too busy. She's trying to run her network marketing business and all that, and she's got how much, too much time going does on. your pyramid scheme really take? Well, she refused to answer that question, but you can try well, asking. I'm bipolar. It's unpredictable. I my time <laughs> yeah, that sometimes I I go on it for a couple of days and I drop it and I completely do something else. So I there's nothing predictable. What I else mean, do you do? Am I bipolar? What else do you do? Is it when when you say doing something else, do you like call the city councilors and complain about stuff, or what well, else do you do? Well, today, today I called about five or six reps, um, and then the okay. HB twenty two was passed to um, committee groups, so it might get voted on in the house. So I got to leave a message for uh, maybe five to six. Uh, reps, and that takes a lot of time. That's and, the bill that would allow them to put cameras on not just their New Mexico roads, but also the state highways in New Mexico. Wow, in you remember that. That's impressive. The U.S. is the federal highway, but not the freeway. So the freeway, they're bad. Yeah, I don't care. How long, did it take you to, how long did it take you to call these state reps, Sarah? Um, Maybe about... Altogether, maybe 30, 40 minutes just putzing around. Okay, that's not a whole lot of time, right? Okay, yeah. Like You're I, calling us now. I for sure spent that much time on the toilet today. She's been on hold here for about 40 minutes here on Free Talk Live as we took those other calls. So that's 30 minutes, uh, 30, 40 minutes calling the state reps, about another 40 calling Free Talk Live. So we're up to about an hour and a half here so far. Uh, what else? What else was your day like? Tell us about your day, Sarah. Well, uh, you know, I, I have to like cook uh, some bone soup, and you know, I, and I and I and I worry about. And I'm not worried, but I mean, I have to make sure that Richard is doing okay. Then okay. and then he. So I I already have somebody that I'm taking care of or whatever. So I don't need another guy. That's enough headache. You know what I mean? Please. We weren't suggesting you need another guy. I I, 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 I know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> She's referring to the caller. The caller wanted to hook her up with somebody oh. in Arizona. 
You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.